Hi, this is Paul Butler. I'm the Senior Pastor of New Heart Baptist Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope that this podcast will be a great blessing to you and encourage your life. Let's go on to Romans 8. Um, we're, this is a strange title for a sermon, Love Slaves of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we're going to read it. Um, a very small part of the introduction to Romans chapter 1. It's one of the longest introductions that Paul did, but we're only going to really look at the first part. Um, But I really want us to think about slavery and what Paul is talking about today. So for all of us here, we all understand that slavery is not cool. Uh, Slavery is something that exists in our world today. Uh, I got a, um, a message from Chris, some... Uh, one of her friends is involved in Israel and, there's an, and she's working with people who are uh, caught, uh, re- trying to trap and releasing people from sex slavery and other forms of slavery that exist in the world. That We, we don't see it. It's a black market. It's, it's the dark, like the dark web. It's, it's invisible to the, our normal life, but it exists and there are hundreds of thousands and Hundreds of thousands of people involved in the, the uh, slave trade, and there are hundreds of thousands of people who are actually caught in it and trapped in it. But we're not talking about that kind of slavery because there's another kind of slavery that involves every human, and we're going to talk about that today. It's a slavery that has existed from the earliest days of humanity, and we're going to talk about something that's a complete opposite of that. This love slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, slavery is so horrible, it's so wrong, that the idea of us being called slaves seems wrong. The idea that I would call myself a slave of Jesus seems wrong. And yet, we're going to read a passage here where Paul says he is that. And let's go into that right now. But before we do, let's just pray. Lord, we just pray um, that as we come to your word, that you would put light on it. Because you are the light of the world. Lord, you are the truth. We ask for your truth. We ask for revelation that you would reveal and unfold wonders that we do not currently hold. We ask, Spirit, that you guide my words and guide my thoughts and guide our, our thoughts, Lord. And Lord, more importantly than everything else, that our true worship would be to take what we learn today and obey it and to apply it in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Let's read this together. Paul, a, blo- a bond slave of Christ Jesus. In your translations, it might say servant. And the, the modern translations mostly say servant. Um, the only trouble with that translation is a servant usually is a paid person. But in the Bible, wherever you see the word servant, you need to put a little translation note that the Greek word for that is doulos and doulos equals slave. But when it's, there's two kinds of slaves. There's one that's forced into slavery or is a slave and one that is free. And we're going to talk about what a bond slave means. A bond slave is different to a slave. And Paul and um, his companions um, believed. um, So Paul and then another letter Paul and Timothy write and say that we are slaves. In another letter, uh, Jude says that he is a slave along with his brother James who said, I'm a slave. And Peter in his book says, I'm a slave 
of Jesus Christ. But they all, these are disciples of Jesus, they use this as a way of describing themselves. I think that's really something we've got to grasp and deal with and understand so that we too can actually say we are bond slaves of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? A Paul, a bond slave of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle. Apostle means sent. Called to be an, a sent one, set apart for the good news of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh. So in other words, he was human. And was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness. That means he was God by the Holy Spirit. By his resurrection from the dead. That is the proof that he's both human and God. If he'd just been human, he would not have raised from the dead. But because the Holy Spirit was living in him as the son of God... His rising from the dead was proof that he was both human and both God and he's been given a new name. His name was Jesus of Nazareth, but he was given a new name, Jesus Christ, which is the word Christ means anointed, which is another word for king. Jesus means saviour, saviour, king, and kurios is the Latin word, means lord. And here's what's, uh, so he has become Jesus Christ our Lord and through him we've received this free gift, the word grace, this free gift and apostleship, this sending, this commissioning, this go. We've received this go to bring about, and this sounds like Matthew 28, to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. Now I'm looking around this this room today, and I'm seeing people from many nations. And do you know what? Jesus sent his disciples and said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey. The obedience of faith, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you for the sake of his name. What's his name? What's his new name? It was Jesus of Nazareth. What is it? Lord Jesus Christ including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Now, we need to get a few things clear in our mind. Peter, Timothy, Peter, James and Jude were all slaves of Jesus Christ. A slave is owned. They belong to someone. They have no rights, no possessions, no wages. They can be sold and they are not free to do as they want. This idea of slave is completely different from the idea that we have of what is freedom in the Western world. We have our rights. We want our rights. Um, I just think that this is where, this is probably one of the reasons that the translators have put the word servant there because it's softer. But I want you to remember something. Um, We are called to be bond servants, or I'm going to use the word love slaves. And this idea was actually in the Bible, was talked about in Exodus, where they were told if a servant or a slave, should say, declares, I love my master, and that word master in the Old Testament and New Testament is Lord. Remember, what is Jesus' name? Lord Jesus Christ. 
That word Lord relates to the word. If you have a Lord, you have a... Yeah, that's true. But what's the... Yeah, if you've got a master, he is a master of slaves. He is the owner. Lord Jesus Christ. In that chapter, Paul starts by saying, I'm a slave of Jesus Christ. And then right at the bottom, he talks about, you belong. He says to you Romans, you belong to Jesus Christ too. What's he saying? And then he, he, halfway through, he says, Jesus is Lord, Jesus Christ, slave, Lord. And by the way, you are slaves too. You belong to him. But it's a different kind of belonging. Because if the servant declares, I love my master and Lord and my wife and my children do not want to go free, then his master must take, what kind of master would he have to be for you to do this? A good one. You have to go, well, if I get set free, I've got nothing, but I am free. And what I've got and who he is and how he treats me is so good, this is what he's going to do. Then his master must take him before the judges and he shall take him to the door or the doorpost and pierce his ear with a awl, with a nail. Have you ever seen people wearing nails as earrings? It just is the bit of the nail on one side and the rest of the earring is like this. It's a sign of a freed but a bond slave. Then he will be his servant or slave for life. I think this is what Paul and all the other disciples are talking about when they talk about, I am a bond servant or a bond slave of Jesus. I am a love slave. How does that work? Well, Jesus described this. Jesus, here's what's interesting. I always find in the Bible that God always goes first. Paul says, I'm a slave of Jesus Christ. But did you know that Jesus himself was came as a slave this is how he described it when he said to his disciples that jesus called them together said you know that the rulers of this world lord it over lord it lord they keep people in bondage lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them but among you it will be different it's a really good word to leaders of the church. Right? Over you is a reminder to me that I'm called to serve you. I'm not called to lord it over you. I'm not called to tell you how it is. I'm called to walk ahead of you and follow Jesus and call you to come. Follow my example as I follow Jesus. I serve him. I serve you. Come and follow that example. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader amongst you must be your bond slave. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be, but to, and to give his life as a ransom for many. In John 13, remember that story? After the Lord's Supper, Jesus got up and um, took off his outer garment and put around his towel. And it says, that, that image was what a slave did. And then he got down and he washed his disciples' feet. And if you read that story, what you read is Peter is saying to Jesus, you should not be doing this, Jesus. You are the Lord. You are my Lord. I am your slave. I should be doing this. And then Jesus says, this 
is my commandment. You shall love one another as I have loved you. What he was displaying was this is what he was doing for humanity. This whole thing of Jesus being coming a slave. And this is very important. It's an important realization that we understand that Jesus, who was Lord of all, became human. And we learn this. Jesus became a slave so that he could become our substitute and our ransom. Remember, just before Jesus, or what, when Jesus got betrayed, how much was the price given to Judas? 30 pieces of silver. Do you know what that represented, don't you? Many of you do. It's the price, the going price of a slave. I want you to think that ahead a little bit. Judas was given the price of a slave. Jesus became a slave. His life was given as a slave. And whose place did he take? He became my substitute. And then the Bible talks about a ransom, the price that was paid. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for us. He became a slave so that I and you are no longer slaves to what? You think about it, what are humans in slavery to? We talked about the visible slavery that exists. There's an invisible slavery that exists. What kind of things are we slaves to? And what did Jesus come to set people free from? Sin, you think about it. I want to give you some ideas of things that I've thought about this week and perhaps you can think about other areas. Uh, have we become slaves to screens? Screens. Technology, yeah? Instagram, Facebook, media. Has anybody here tried to go cold turkey on looking at something that you like looking at? I decided not to go on Facebook Marketplace because I enjoy looking for bargains. I decided to do that this week and I realised how strong that pull was when I'm sitting there and I would normally be just watching TV and scrolling through ads for things. And the reason I've done this was because I realised that there was an element of me being addicted to it, which is a form, addiction is a form of it controls you, you don't control it. Screens. Uh, we have addictions in our society, gambling. We have addictions to sex, of, we have, and sexual imagery, pornography. We have uh, addictions to, what else? Food. <laughs> Indulgences, drugs, all sorts of things. Retail therapy, shopping, shopping online. Am I, don't, don't say that. No, no, don't say that. Jesus became a slave and a substitute and a ransom. Why? Because he knew all of us suffer from slavery and this slavery is called a slavery to sin and sin is where we choose to live our life for ourselves and do not allow God to be Lord. 
Philippians tells us this. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. Taking on, he actually became obedient to death, even death on a cross, so that... um, I've gone... Where have I gone? So it goes... And, at, and, because, and I've missed this slide. And it goes on at the end of Philippians 2, verse 7 and 8 and 9. And then it says, Can obedient to get death on a cross. But because of this, he's been exalted to the highest place and given the name that is above every other name. What's the name that's above every other name? Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus became a slave. Because he became a slave, he was honoured and he was placed on the highest place as Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you want to, to be a leader, you have to learn to be a slave and then God will exalt you. Our whole journey, Doug's talked about humility, our whole journey as humans, as disciples of Jesus, is learning to be nothing in order to be Jesus, to be everything. Our whole journey is that he would become a slave, our substitute, no ransom, to set us free. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Is there anybody who here wasn't that or isn't that? If you're, an, if you're a Christian, you're no longer a slave to sin. That doesn't mean you don't sin, but you're not a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. They might be a part of a household, but they are not a permanent member of the family. But a son is part of the family forever. So Jesus said, so if the son sets you free... So here's a question. If the son sets you free and you're no longer a slave, why is Paul saying, I'm a slave of Jesus Christ? Because when you're, you know you are loved with a love that are loved that are loved that are loved, and you know that your master is the best master there can possibly be, and his good and favor and his grace is towards you, then you offer your ear and said, I want everything you have, and I give my life to you because there's no better deal offered anywhere by anyone. If he sets you free, then you get to go, I choose. When you're a slave to sin, there's no choice. You are a slave. But when you are set free from, by the Son, He sets you free indeed. You are truly free. And then you get to say, I want to serve you. We're free to be love slaves because then when we're free to be love slaves, we say, Jesus, you are my Lord. Hmm. What does that look like? Well, we learn this. Romans 6 says this, Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you are wholeheartedly obeying this teaching we've given you. Now you are free from your slavery of sin and you've become slaves to... God puts his spirit in you and he says, Now live according to my way. You're not a slave to sin anymore. You're a slave to living my way. Why? 
Well, remember, if you're a slave when the Lord called you, you are now free in the Lord. And if you are free when the Lord called you, you are now a bond slave of Christ. Why? Because God paid a high price. He redeemed for you. So don't be enslaved by the world. He paid a high price. What was the high price he paid? His life for who? Peter says, for you are free, yet you are God's bond slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. What do you use your freedom for? To do good. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. And this is a very strange saying. You are not your own. I don't know about that, but that's... That sounds like I don't have any say. Is that true? Mm. If I'm a, if if I'm, you are not your own. For you were bought with a price. What's that talking about? What was the price? Jesus gave Himself. What did He give as Himself? He substituted His life. He became a slave, substituted his life for your life, and he paid the price of his life for your life. And as a result, you are set free. You are no longer slaves to sin. And then he says, now you are free to make me Lord. What will you do with me? Do you know what true worship is? Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. What is the Lord say to his bondservant, this is what I want you to do. And a bondservant says, I will do what you say. You know what the beautiful thing is? Oh yeah, someone's lost. I can't find my mum. It's a beautiful thing that Jesus went first, became a slave, took my place as a slave, paid my became a substitute for me. He ransomed me. And then he says to me, you are free. You are truly, truly free. Now, will you live your life for me? So, what's this look like in your life today, tomorrow, and this week? James said, don't say, tomorrow I will do this and I will do this. And I will go here and I will do this. Say, if the Lord wills, I will do this. He started his letter by saying, James, the brother of Jesus, a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what a slave doesn't do? A bond slave lives completely for the pleasure of his master and Lord. He lives for every command, every thought, every idea, every feeling, every sense, every direction of his Lord. He says, nothing I have, everything I have is yours. I, I own nothing, I have nothing. So what does that look like in your life? What does true lordship look like? Wow. 
boy, the crowd went quiet. Yeah, I know. In theory, but what does it look like in our life? You want to listen? Setting time to listen? There's a struggle. Why? We're conditioned in this world, in this life, and by our society. You come first. You have rights. But you know what a bond slave says? He says about his money, it's not my money. He says about his house, it's not my house. He says about his career or her career, this is not my career and my decision only, this belongs to Jesus. It says about my citizenship in a different country, where I should live, where I shouldn't live. It says that decision belongs to Jesus. It says about so many things, the person I would marry, the person I am living with. It, it talks about the relationships and, and that we have that are hard. You got enemies? Do you have people that hate you? Do you have people that you struggle with? Then the Lord Jesus Christ has an answer for those of you who are struggling with people. What does he say? He says to love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. What do you feel like doing when you have an enemy and someone hates you? Definitely not love them and definitely not do good to them, right? My right is to feel appalled that they are my enemy and that the injustice of the fact that they hate me, I want to hate them back. Jesus, when Jesus is when I am a bond slave, my response is, Lord Jesus. How do you want me to do this? How do you want me to respond to this situation? How do you want me to follow you as the Lord? Because the way I, I see Romans chapter 1 and that first line, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, this is it. My life belongs to you, Jesus. I, Bob Dylan once wrote a song, Property of Jesus. I'm the property of Jesus. I belong to him and that's not a bad thing. I am as free as a slave of Jesus, as a love slave of Jesus as I'll ever, ever be. Because he has not only said that I am a bond slave, but he says, you're not just a bond slave, Paul. You're a son. And you're not just a son, you're an heir. And you're not just an heir, you're a co-heir. The list of things that God opens up to us in Jesus is incredible. We are more than conquerors for those who are loved in Jesus Christ. So today, I finish this word by saying, if you are ensnared, if you are enslaved, if you have uh, not given your heart to Jesus, then Jesus wants to set you free. And I'll pray for anybody who, who knows that they are trapped by their own sin and they want to acknowledge Jesus as Lord of their life. I pray for you. And I want those of you who are struggling with sin as a, as a fellow heir, as a fellow son of God, daughter of heaven, as a fellow bond slave, if there is an heir of your life that were you feeling trapped and a slave to, then Jesus wants to deliver you. Why? Because he wants to be the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. And he wants sin to have no hold on you. No, he doesn't want you to be a slave. You're not a slave anymore. You're his. You belong to Jesus.